0: Hello and welcome to the Right House Group podcast, where we focus on everything related to real estate in North Texas. We aim to answer some of the most common questions that we're coming across in today's market. Today we're going to be talking about when you should call a lawyer. Jeremy, can you tell us about the majority of calls you get that are related to real estate?
1: The majority of the phone calls I get on real estate matters that that have to do with probate and they are you know most of the time when, when people are buying or selling houses they rely on the title company as long as everything's going normally but the calls I get typically have to do with probate and they're typically about cleaning up the title because the the family along along the lines uh, along the you know, time uh, along the timeline somebody passed away and the family didn't do anything to clean up the title uh, and nobody made them you know as long as somebody's paying the taxes the you know county doesn't care. And as long as nobody's fighting over who owns the house, then, then there's no reason for the courts to get involved. But then ultimately, you know, a generation or two generations or three generations later, you know, you've got a grandson living in the house or, a, you know, great nephew, and, and it's over by the airport, and all of a sudden that house that was worth, you know, $17,000 is worth $250,000, and the family wants the money. But now we've got three, gener- you know, two or three generations worth of inheritance to clean up. And sometimes that can get expensive. And if you think about it, if, if nobody probated that will, now you've got, you know, 50 people who might be heirs, you know, that you might need to clean up that, that you know, $250,000 worth of house. You know, no single person wants to go spend several thousand dollars on the attorney to get it cleaned up for everybody. And uh, so, so that's where it becomes, uh, becomes a problem. It's really more about, you know, cleaning up titles and what do we do? If you catch it early, it's easy to fix, right? It's Uh easy to fix. It's easy to clean up. It's not terribly expensive. It's when you get, you know, another two or three generations down or, you know, five or 10 years out that all of a sudden things start getting complicated. Everybody thinks that they have an idea of what the law should be. Uh, You know, they think that they're somehow entitled, you know, to mom's house or grandma's house because they've been living there or because they think they've paid the taxes or because they fixed the roof or mowed the lawn. And that's great. And as long as you're living there, that's fine and nobody's fighting. But as soon as it all of a sudden becomes you know, worth something, uh, and you want to try to sell it, the rest of the world doesn't care what you and your family thought the law was. They care about how can they get a clean title with title insurance you know, from a title company. Well, the moral of the story is just it can be quick and easy. It's nothing to be afraid of. There's a bunch of, of different alternatives we can use. Obviously, planning ahead is best. But even if somebody didn't plan ahead, it, it's easy to get cleaned up if you do it Proactively, if if, if if you do it when the time comes, the, the longer yeah. you wait, the harder and more complicated and more expensive it gets.
0: Can, can you elaborate more on like we say planning ahead? Like, what do you mean by that?
1: Oh, I, you know, if 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 the homeowner plans ahead, you know, th- this isn't a, a, a probate lecture, but if if the if the homeowner plans ahead, there are, you know, a half dozen different ways you could transfer the property, uh, even real property, without ever having to, to involve a probate court. You could, you know, uh, in Texas, I still think of it as new, but it's, it's, what, five or 10 years old now. We have something now called a deed on death, where you can actually file a deed and deed your house to someone else, and it doesn't take effect until you pass away. But the second you pass away, all they have to do is go file a death certificate in the county property records, and that death certificate triggers that deed on death. It doesn't obligate you to transfer the house. If you sign a deed on death and leave it to your son, and then your son doesn't come to visit you when you're sick and doesn't and bring you food and you get mad at him, you can just revoke it. So it doesn't obligate you to anything, but it makes it extremely cheap and easy to transfer real estate on death uh, if you do something like that. That would be the cheapest and easiest way. Now, obviously, there's wills and that kind of stuff. And if you draft a will, you know, I can probate a will for you quick and easy if you've drafted one properly. It's more expensive. It's a little more time consuming than, than a deed on death, but it's easy to do. And then the most expensive way is if you didn't draft a will and you just left it up to everybody else. You said, you know, the hell with it. You all figure out, you know, you all figure it out when I die. That That's going to be the most expensive and, and the most time consuming. You know, that one I can't get. I mean, that's going to take at least 90 days. If everybody's getting along, if somebody decides they're not happy or they just don't cooperate, that makes things a lot more difficult, a lot more time consuming.
0: If you have a question you would like us to discuss next time, please email us at info at righthousegroup.com. Today I've been chatting with Donald Wright of the Right House Group of Compass Real Estate and lawyer Jeremy Watson. You can find out more about Jeremy on his website, tjeremywatson.com. Until next time, I'm Andrew for Jeremy and Donald saying thank you for stopping by.